Welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja, and in this video, I will briefly explain the term settler colonialism. Now, the term settler colonialism is used always in opposition to a different form of colonialism, and most theorists divide colonialism into occupational colonialism and settler colonialism. Now, the occupational or occupied invas invasive colonialism was when Europeans invaded a country like India or Kenya or Nigeria, appropriated its resources, took it over, and then left after decolonization. Settler colonialism is the kind of colonialism where the Europeans came, took over a land, either destroyed the native cultures or overpowered them and then settled in that territory. And thus settler colonialism develops its own strategies of control, survival, and decimation of the local populations. And it's always important to make this, this distinction. In his famous book, The Colonizer and the Colonized, Albert Memmi actually talks about this constituency whose loyalties are usually always with the European mother country and never really transform into loyalties for the native cultures. Now, some example of settler colonialism that was eventually ousted, uh, the greatest example is Algeria, where the French settlers had huge claims. They claimed to be Algerian, never really mixing with the Arab population, but to a, their claim to being Algerian was so strong that Algeria was never really considered a colony but as part of the French territory. Now other open examples of course are Australia, New Zealand, United States, Canada. All of these are settler colonies where the European settlers came, established themselves and in most cases either isolated the native population or wiped out the native population and hence developed their own distinct cultures. And this distinction between settler colonialism and occupational colonialism is really important in post-colonial studies because that then allows us to read power into literary production from formerly colonized countries, right? So that way we don't make the mistake of conflating the literature produced in the United States and Canada and Australia as somehow being post-colonial because it is naturally being produced by European settlers who took the land and isolated the people. Now the early theorists of post-colonial studies whose works a lot of people cite, especially from Pakistan and India, like people like Bill Ashcroft and others, in their uh, famous 1996 book, uh, which was called The Empire Writes Back, they don't make that distinction. That's why they include within post-colonial canon Canadian literature, American literature, and literature of Australia and New Zealand. Now, contemporary post-colonial studies makes that clear distinction that if you are a settler colony and ended up being a powerful Europeanized or European nation, maybe the literature produced here is different because it is written from a dominant point of view and cannot necessarily be called 
post-colonial literature. Now, a lot of study is being done in settler colonialism. I remember about 10 years ago, there were a couple of young scholars who had launched the journal for settler colonialism, and I uh, really liked their venture in the beginning. I was then launching Pakistaniyat, and it is now an established journal. A lot of scholars of settler colonialism also now study the occupation of Palestinian lands by uh, Israeli settlers and then look into it, the current power politics. Then, of course, within the United States, uh, settler colonialism can be helpful in studying the lives of the Native American people and, and what happens to them because of settler activity in the past, but also even in the present, what happens to their lands, what happens to their cultures. Similarly, we can apply the concept of settler colonialism within the post-colonies themselves. I mean, if you look at India, there is a dominant group on a national level and on regional level, and against those are the rights of the Adivasis, the rights of Dalits, and how does that divide work? Also within India, the divide between the Darwinian Hindus in the south and so-called Aryan Hindus from the north, who were, of course, settlers in India, plays an important role in politics and culture. And then, of course, the settlements by Muslims and how it plays into the politics also plays a huge role. In Pakistan, for example, same applies to the, the smaller provinces and the Punjabi settlers there. So settler colonialism is a distinct term, and that historically it was the kind of colonialism where the European settlers actually went, captured territory, developed their own subcultures there, and became the dominant groups in those countries. And in the current glo global order, you can also take a look at the settler colonialism in Africa. For example, in South Africa, despite the fact that the apartheid was defeated, apartheid itself was a system implemented by the settlers, by the European settlers, to keep the majority Africans isolated. But even after, in the post-apartheid world, most of the resources of the nation, its wealth is still owned by the settlers, right, who also consider them themselves South Africans, but they, their alliances, their affiliations are still with Europe. Similarly, another stark example of when someone tried to undo the privilege of settler colonists is the example of Zimbabwe, right, where, you know, the Zimbabwean government tried to redistribute land and then the uproar from Europe and, and the isolation from Europe drove that economy into the ground. And so those are the struggles of how do you get your freedom and then redistribute land in a way that the native people get some share of it too and the country doesn't remain owned by the same settlers who historically had owned most of the agricultural land. These are some of the major issues of settler colonialism, and I think it's an important thing to keep in mind when you do post-colonial studies uh, and, and to know the nuanced difference between settler colonialism and occupational colonialism, or what can be called invader colonialism. The latter was just meant to extract resources and created a limited hegemony to do that, 
the former settler colonialism, the European scheme to settle. They took over territory, eliminated or isolated the native cultures, and then took over those territories and built their own nations and systems over there. And I've already given you some of the examples. I hope this is useful. And let me know what do you think if you have some other examples of settler colonialism or if it figures prominently in your study, please let me know. And if I have missed anything in this discussion, also please let me know so that I add it in another video. That's all for now. Thank you so much and uh, for your time. And also please do consider subscribing to the channel and do also check out our memberships and see if they appeal to you. Thank you so much. Goodbye and peace and love.